This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Good evening, it's Nigel Seeley here for another edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. It's Thursday evening, which means it's quarterfinal day tomorrow in the two ATP Tour events that we have in London and across in Germany in Halle. And I'm delighted to say, as per usual, joining me to look at the ATP Tour events is our senior ATP Tour handicapper, it's Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you, mate? A couple of days in London Enjoying the sunshine, yeah. watching a bit of tennis. Life's good at the moment, isn't it? It's nice. Nice summer's coming. It's lovely. It is. It's a, it's a lovely time of year, isn't it? You know, we're we're very fortunate to to be able to go to all these tournaments. And got another one coming up soon. I'm going to Mallorca on Saturday, so there's no um, there's no let up in the tennis, which is which is great. You know, um, and there's no rain forecast for Mallorca either, which is surprising. Not going to get a drop of rain by all accounts. So yeah, the, the matches are coming thick and fast. Wimbledon, uh, you know, is is closing in, isn't it? So um, yeah, it's a nice time of the year. This. When are you heading to Mallorca? Saturday. I'll be there Saturday night because oh, it starts. It starts a day earlier, doesn't it? Because it's pre Wimbledon week, so the tournaments go Saturday to Saturday rather than Sunday to Sunday. Okay, so we'll have a preview on that on Saturday evening, Sunday morning, whichever whichever is easiest for you but we'll we'll have we'll have we'll yeah. drop in that with our pre sort of tournament we have the eastbourne tournament as well and we also have Mallorca. sean is going to Mallorca, and i'm going to eastbourne you you people on twitter have complained about me having the better gigs well We're we choose them don't we we don't get we don't get we don't get them imposed on as we you know we choose which ones to go to um i've been to eastbourne many many times um you're not going back what? it's a nice tournament but you know i have been there about four or five times and because my local airport, South End, flies directly to Mallorca. It doesn't fly to that many destinations at the moment um, since COVID and stuff. But one of the destinations it does fly to is is Mallorca. So, you know, it's it's just literally ten minutes in a cab, and then at the easy at the airport. It's just it's just it's actually, I can actually get to Mallorca probably the same amount of time as it would take me to get to Eastbourne. Well, it's my birthday on Wednesday. I'm fifty on Wednesday, so I'm Happy uh, birthday I'm, for I'm, next that, week. Well, you know, you'll be in Mallorca selling yourself. I'll be here. Uh, working away but I've got a busy week planned as well with loads of family events and loads of different things as well so it's a very very busy week so we'll be but nothing's going to stop us here on betting weekly game at match we're still going to be doing all the podcasts we'll still be giving you all the best picks and we had a, a big pick on the last match we last podcast we spoke to just one pick Shelton match over 23 and a half games that cashed and taking our profit up to plus 27.76 now it's quarterfinal day tomorrow at the Cinch Championship in London you would have seen Sean's videos on the Instagram account and on the Twitter account as well. We're showing you all around the venue. Uh, when I was there, we showed you the bar. <laughs> we didn't, really we didn't see much. much when we, we were there, see, did we? No, we? didn't really <laughs> see much. Other. We saw a bus that was a very different bus, but we didn't really see much other than the bar. But um, now we've got the quarterfinal stage and we, we're in good shape with one of our picks. We'll come on to that in a second. But this is the latest outright markets to win the ATP London event. Uh, Carlos Alcaraz is plus 150, the number one seed. 
Uh, if you take him out of the equation, it's a very, very wide open tournament. And is he a worthy favorite at plus 150? Is he a justified favorite at plus 150? I don't know. Alex Diminoir is plus 500. Holger Rune is plus 500. We doubts about him on the, on the, the grass court. He's had two favorable sort of matches in, against opponents that haven't really lived up to expectations. Cam Norrie is also 500. Sebastian Corda, our pick at 40 to 1, is now plus 750. Grigor Dimitrov is 900, a former winner here. Lorenzo Massetti, 1100. And Adrian Manarino, who knocked out Taylor Fritz today, is the 1200 outsider. What an open tournament this is. And judging by what I've seen so far in the tournament, I still like our man here at plus 750. I, I, I think quarter here at plus 750. I know we're not 40 to one, but I think that's the wrong price. Still, I don't think the market's adjusted to him, Sean. I think he's got an excellent chance, hasn't he? You know, if he carries on playing the way he's played in the first two matches, and it's, he's, we'll come on to the matchup with Norrie in a minute, but yeah, I think he's got an excellent chance. There's, a, there's two or three here that are very effective on grass that are arguably slightly too big in price. I mean, I, I, I think Manorino's got a pretty good chance of making the final, you know. He's the biggest prize of the lot. I I, I could see him beating Diminor. We'll come on to that in a minute. He's beaten Diminor on grass before. Um, then he played the winner of Massetti and, and Rune. I, I think that's doable for Manorino. I also quite like Dimitrov. I think he's got a chance of beating Alcaraz. Um, and obviously Corder I like anyway. So, yeah, I think there are, there are, there are options here. Well, where the options are is the market... He's dominated by Carlos Alcaraz. We bet Rivers given a 40% probability. One plus 150, a 40% probability to win it. Holger Rune has got a 20% chance to win it. That's 60% of the market on those two players. You can get mm. all the any all the other six remaining players at 40% or or bigger. You know, you're effectively saying it's 60%, them 40% or or a little bit more, the rest of them. That's where the market is wrong here because Carlos Alcaraz should be bigger than plus 150, and Holger Rune should be bigger than 500. So it offers great value. And I I just I I I just my eyes just keep going to quarter. I've gone all in, you know. I, I've gone in, you know what my my philosophy is we're, we're I do indeed. Get, we're, we're gonna go in all in. And uh I'm in at the forties, I'm in at twenty-twos, I'm in at sixteens, I'm in at twelves. I'm gonna go in again at seven fifty. There's no chance in a million years I'm hedging this position. This guy at seven fifty is the wrong price. Because Alcaraz is taking too much in the market up, Holger Rune is taking too much in the market up as well, and I'm I'm betting away at Wimbledon. I took uh, I took sixty six to one when we were at Queens the other day, and then remarkably, Bet Rivers went seventy five to one each way two days ago. I took a bit of that as well. Um, I, I I just can't see if he gets the draw away from Djokovic. I think he's a twenty five to one shot max to win Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I, and and all these other players look absolutely dead on their feet. He looks fresh as a daisy. Well, he should be, shouldn't he? He's only played a handful of matches at the most since January. So he should be fresh as a daisy. And as I said, he put seven kilos of muscle on doing weight training stuff to, during that enforced break from the tour. So, you know, his, his serve looks looks like it's benefited from that as well. His serve looks like a more of a weapon now than it was before. It certainly used it to good effect against... Francis Tierfo yesterday. So, you know, there are still question marks about him mentally. He certainly has choked a few matches away in the past. Um, but at the minute, you know, he's looking, he's looking good. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I did, I did mention it a few weeks ago, didn't I, Corder, for, for Wimbledon, if he starts the grass court season well, which, which obviously he has. So, 
yeah, obviously those prices are gone. But yeah, he's certainly an option. I look, I looked down the the Wimbledon outrights earlier on. Actually, I was talking to a friend about it. He was asking me who should I back for Wimbledon, and I was I was kind of systematically going, nope, nope, nope. There's, no, there's, all, not, there's nothing to beat. To all these people in it, the, the top ten, twelve in the market. There's a lot of question marks about all. There them, is really. nothing to beat in this tournament. It's, it's it's there for Djokovic to win it, and it's whoever's going to meet in the finals, as far as I can see. Yannick Sinner potentially, but not playing great, and and, and a very false price. There's no one in the market. Fritz, we spoke about Fritz on Monday. I thought he potentially could be someone who might challenge on his performance today. No, he just he doesn't have the variety. As I said, he doesn't. He doesn't. If he's going to stick at that baseline and do the same thing over and over and over again, it's not going to win him a major. Not on grass, anyway. It's, it's this. This is the most wide open tournament for a finalist. If you take, you can get a, a five hundred one shot. who's going to make the finalist here at Wimbledon. I think it's that wide open. Medvedev, no. It's just. A, it's just to me and. And uh, Sebastian Corda is definitely the market. Now, I'll show you how much the market's come on to when we come on to the matches in the quarterfinals. So let's have a look at these matches in the quarterfinals. So as we're looking at now, looking at this final here, we still think Alcaraz at plus 150 is a ludicrously short price for a player that really hasn't convinced. He played well today, but not for me on, on, the, on the grass. Holger Runa won two matches in his life, five to one, not for me. There's There's massive value there. Let's look at the matches on the quarterfinals for tomorrow. Now, the first match starts at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Again, it's an early start. It's Alex Diminois against Adrian Manorino. Now, Alex Diminois is minus 188 to win this match. Um, Manorino is plus 150. The handicap will be around about two and a half, and the totals we expect, we haven't got the lines yet, but we expect the totals to be around about 23 and a half or 22 and a half around that kind of market. Um, I think here, if you look at the head-to-head, -head, it's 3-1 to uh, Diminois. Uh, but the only win that Manorino had, as you said, was last year, 2022, and bosch where Manorino won very easy, 6-2, 6-3. So that sort of levels that head-to-head -head record out a little bit here. Uh, Do you mean mm. last week we bet him to win at uh, and bosch got beaten in the quarterfinal by Griegspor. We thought we had a great chance, but didn't really play that well. He beat uh, Lazo Jerry, struggled against Lazo Jerry in, in the last 16. But Manorino, after a scare against Brody, brilliant today against Fritz, it, again, this this looks a, a little bit interesting. This match plus one fifty Manorino does look a bit tempting. Yeah, I've not had too much time to look at this one because it it finished not that long ago. The the Manorino and uh, match. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched their match last. I, I bet Manorino last time actually um, when he played Diminor on grass. Uh, he was a the only problem I've got with this is the price. He was a three point four eight chance uh, plus two forty eight. He was priced up at when he played. Diminor last year in Rosmar, and now he's what plus 150 ish. Yep, it's just a bit skinny. They, they played at the Australian Open, I think it was the start of this year, in fact, it was at the start of this year. And Manorino was, um, it was he was a four to one chance, and now he's well, six to four in English, isn't he? Or there, thereabouts. He's a different proposition on grass. I've said it before, you know, about Manorino. I've talked about, I, I mentioned it in the video that I did this morning, um, that Manorino had a, a reasonable chance of doing something against Fritz and, and, and do something he did. I think he's got a, a very awkward game. It's very underrated um, by a lot of people, Manorino's um, game on grass. And it, it, it just, it, it didn't sit well with Diminor at all. Uh, he didn't like it on grass um, at Rosmarlin. So I, I certainly wouldn't be backing Diminor. I just think I want a slightly bigger price about Manorino, but I think he's got an excellent chance. I haven't looked into this one too much detail, but on grass, I, you know, I like Manorino against Diminor as, as a matchup. Yeah, Manorino, plus 150, head to the Betra's website. There'll be about 30 different markets by the time this match starts. It's an early start. It's the first game on court 
on Friday on quarterfinal day of the ATB Tour event in London. The second match on is an interesting one for me against two up-and-coming youngsters. Uh, Lorenzo Massetti, 21 years of age. It's Holger Rune, the Dane, at 20 years of age. Holger Rune is minus 190, and Lorenzo Massetti is plus 150. Never met before the two of these, but uh, on the grass court form this season, Massetti has shown some kind of Good, good displays. He reached the quarterfinals in Stuttgart where he got beat by TFO in a tight three-setter. Um, has done well here to reach the quarterfinals, beating uh, Shelton in a in a, in a nitty-gritty game where he edged through. Uh, Rune hasn't really had to do much. Um, Cressy has imploded against him. And Ryan Pedersen uh, in the round 16 just wasn't good, up, good enough to beat the Dane here. The market is very strong on Holger Rune, minus 190. The uh, spread here is minus two and a half. Rune minus one twelve. Uh, Brazetti plus two and a half is minus one fourteen, and the total is twenty two and a half. With over twenty two and a half minus one twenty nine, and under twenty two and a half at even money. Um, talking to shocks at plus one fifty, I think Brazetti is more than capable of uh, of beating Rune at plus one fifty. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with that. I actually prefer a. Uh a bet on the side markets rather than the, the money line on this one. But yeah, it's it's two guys that, that obviously enjoy the clay. You know, both, uh, well, Runa can play on hard courts as well, but they're both very limited in terms of their experience on grass. They're both works in progress, really. Uh, as you said, Rune was fortunate to win both sets against Cressy. He could have lost both sets, ended up winning them because Cressy hit those double faults again, just didn't take his chance when he when he had it. Um, and against Peniston, he wasn't he wasn't great, Holger Rune. He only won thirty three percent of his second serve points against Peniston, which which isn't a great sign if you're only winning a third of your second serve points against a guy who's ranked outside the top two hundred. It just his his serve is okay, Rune, and we'll come on to this in a minute. But his, you know his movement isn't there. It, it does take some time for people to get this movement on grass because it's it's very it's very different. The, those low bounce, the variable bounce, slipperiness. You know, some people it takes a long time to get the footing and get the movement right. Uh, it's not there yet with either of these guys. I, I really like the the idea of backing a tie break on it. If you look at their stats on grass, they're more. It, it's a bit like looking at the stats of like an Isner and a Cressy with these two on, on grass. Um, they both return very very poorly or or have done because of the limited matches that they've played on this surface. They both won just thirty one percent of their return points at main level on grass in their careers, which is worse than, than her cash, worse than uh, Cressy, you know, and if you're pricing up a Cressy in a her cash match, you're, you're putting in a, on grass, you're putting a tie break in at about what? One to three, something like yeah. that. Um, and we're getting, well, I took 2.1 earlier on plus one ten. I don't know what it is now. The tie break. It was as short as 2.02 earlier. I'm not sure what the, what the current line is at this exact moment in time, but I still think that's excellent value. Um, Rune, Holger Rune has broken serve 8% of the time on grass. And Massetti, 13% of the time. These are awful return numbers. And the other side of the coin is they're both serving very well. Rune's won 90% um, on his first serve against Peniston, um, but only 33%, as I said, on his second serve. In the, in the two matches that he's played so far this season on grass, Rune's held serve 96% of the time. I know he played Cressy and Peniston, but... He's very, very reliant on that first serve. And Massetti has held 89% of the time as well. Again, he's played Shelton, not the grass returns. But we've seen from the stats that I've just said that they're both struggling to return on grass. So I just think the idea of, of odds against, slight odds against, about them being a tiebreaker in this match is excellent. The, it brings the overs in as well. I'd certainly be an overs player if um, if I was betting on the, the total games line. 
I think tie break played, if you can get around about evens, is is excellent value, bear, bearing in mind the, the profiles that these two have got on grass. Plus 102 for a tie break to be played with Bet Rivers currently. And uh, the total game is over 22 and a half. The total is minus 129. You can go up to 23 and a half on the total, but minus uh, 129 for 22 and a half. Um, and they've never met, sorry, as well, just to, just to throw yeah. that into the mix. They've never met, so they're not going to be familiar with each other's patterns of play. So I would expect this to be tight. I would expect it to be uh, quite serve dominated, which you wouldn't expect. The layers are thinking, oh, Cressy, uh, Cressy, Rune, um, you know, Massetti, two, two clay quarters. They don't, they're not thinking about Tybex, but the stats suggest that they're quite likely here. Mm. Interesting one. I like Massetti at plus 150. I think Rune has been um, very, very um, much overrated on his two wins so far by the books. I, I think, think he's got uh, a long way to go on grass, yeah. A long way to go. I think minus 190. If, if you can give me a minus 190 every match to oppose Holger Rune, I'd be taking your snapping your hands off the back of the opposing whoever he's playing. And Lorenzo Massetti is doing well. And it, and the winning at Shelton was a great win. Served superbly. Could have gone either way, but he showed, he dug it out and the, uh, he showed some fighting quality. So Massetti here plus 150 is a lean for me. Over two, over 22 and a half games for sure. And also, is the tie break an official hit for us? Yeah, the tie break, yeah, 2.02. Um, on the stats that I've got on grass, that's that's still too big. Yes, we're going to go over, well, a tie break in the match, minimum of one. One tie break, we cash plus 102. Now, the next match. Um, last night, around about 10 o'clock, I text Sean and I said to him, Bet Rivers have gone up plus 155 to Bastion Corder. Plus 155, explanation mark, explanation mark, explanation mark. This is yeah. ludicrous. Well, He's now minus 103 to win this match. Cam Norrie is minus 121. This match starts at 9.40, roughly, Eastern time. The spread here is one and a half. Cam Norrie is minus one and a half at plus 107, and Sebastian Corder at minus 137. The total, the most liquidity and the most solid line is 23 and a half. Over on the total is minus 103, and under on the total is minus 124. Now at plus one fifty five, I thought Sebastian Corder was one of the bets of the of the season so far. At minus one hundred three, I think he's the right price. What do you think of this match? Well, I said to you at the time, didn't I? I think without having looked at the matchup, I, I thought it was about fifty fifty ish. Having looked at the matchup, I think it's certainly arguable look, that Corder should probably be favourite. Um, they played three times. Corder won two of them and should have won the third one. Um, the, the most recent one. The, the, I think they've all played on hard courts, haven't they? Um, won the first two, as I say. He choked from five four up, serving for the match quarter. So it should have been three nil to to quarter against uh, against Norrie. And the stats bear that out. You know, service points won and return points won tells from those three matches very heavily in favour of quarter one hundred and six to ninety four. You know, it's a pretty decent lead when they've played three times. Um, on a hard court. As I said, quarter looks like... That is, that is a very impressive lead, Sean. 106 mm. and 94. That is yeah. like really, really overwhelming. Well, it's 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 not massively overwhelming, but it's very, it's good. It's very good. It's, 94 it's is quite yes. poor. Just on your system, 94 is mm-hmm. sort of average to poor. 106 is the high end of good. Yeah, it's 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 been a fairly one-sided matchup uh, in terms of the stats. As I said, he should have won all three. Choked it, choked serving it out. If he hadn't had choked serving it out, it would be three nil. So you'd be looking at a, a very one sided matchup. From the stats, they are one one sided. Um, Corder's held serve eighty seven percent of the time against Norrie. Norrie's held serve sixty eight percent of the time against Corder. So 
massive difference there. As I said, Corden now, if anything, he looks like he's got more power on serve than he did the last time these pair met. He's, he's certainly got that more that serve firing, whether that's to do with the, the muscle he's, he's put on or not, or, or whatever. He's, it's certainly working better for him. He's got that backhand down the line as well, which I like against against left-handers. It means Norrie can't Norrie can't get that cross-court backhand coming into his strength, the forehand. He's going to Corder is able to just change it up, which is something Taylor Fritz doesn't do, or very rarely does. He can take it down the line. He's comfortable going both ways, Corder, which makes him uh, a difficult proposition for left-handers. In his last ten main-level matches on grass, sorry, um, let's look. Sorry, let's look at left-handers first. Corder against left-handers, he's ten-five win-loss at main level um, against left-handers, and two of those loss- losses are matches that he should have won. The one I just mentioned about uh, against Norrie. Another one against Nadal, which he should have won as well. But his service points won and return points won total versus left-handers at main level is exactly the same as his complete um, service points won, return points won total, which is 102. So there's certainly no weakness there against left-handers. A lot of players do have that weakness. Corder certainly doesn't. Um, and in terms, the, the only the only way I can see that Norrie should be favourite for this is a very slight advantage on the grass stats. 104, that's 105, sorry. Service points, one return points, one title against quarters, 104. But there's there's nothing in that. And that, for me, is overturned by the, the matchup, which has been very heavily dominated by quarter. So I'm like you. I'm not I'm not going to be tempted to kind of hedge here in any way, shape or form. I think quarter has got an excellent chance of beating Norrie in this match. He's got an excellent chance of winning the final. He's got an excellent chance of winning the whole thing. Whoever he wins here, he wins the semi-final because I'm going to be there cheering him. I won't be in this. The, the, are you the, there, are you? I'm there the semi-final day. I won't. Oh, okay. I, will not, I will not be in the champagne tent that day if I've, if I've got a 21 ticket to cash. I will guarantee you I'll be cheering him on. Don't worry about that. We'll get. Well, I'll look for you on the television. I'll be the one escorted out. I'll be the one taken <laughs> out by the security guards. I had a, a message from uh, somebody who asked me a question. He said to me, the only reason on, on Twitter, I can't remember the guy's handle, but he turned around and said to me, the only reason he thinks that Corda, uh, Cam Norrie is the favourite is because of the home support. Now, I don't know if he's ever been to Queen's Club. Like, mm. I don't I don't think it's much hot, uh, volatile of support. If you could imagine seven and a half thousand middle-aged women from the sub- suburbs of middle London. Middle-aged is generous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you're not going to get, it's not like it's raucous. It's not like New York on a night match where Jimmy Collins is playing, is it really, to be fair? Well, Cam but, Norrie's not going to whip the crowd up either. Exactly. And I don't think Cam Norrie's, I think Corder probably be, have more of the fans on his side than, than Cam Norrie at the end of the day. So, um, home advantage and, 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 and don't don't think, don't think this is, don't, don't think any, this means absolutely nothing in this match. So no. do not worry about that. Uh, so, Seb Corder, minus 103. Probably not going to have to bet now at minus 103 when you consider he was plus 155 last night. But listen to Storm's stats there. He deserves to be favourite. And just judging by where I see the money coming now, I have no reason to disbelieve that he will not be a clear favourite when this match starts because Cam Norrie is vulnerable. And Cam Norrie wasn't impressive at all in his last match either as well. And Sebastian Corder is getting better and better and better. And as we said, we're not 40 to 1, but have a look at them then with modern prices. 50 to 1, 66 to 1, those kind of prices. This guy's going to be not, a 25 to 1 chance when he starts. And Norrie's got that little strapping on his on his knee as well, hasn't he? I don't, I'm not entirely sure that he's fully fit, but even if he is, even if he is fully fit, I think it's a good matchup for quarter. I think we've got a great chance with that one. Totally agree. Totally agree on that one. And that match starts at around about 9.40 Eastern time. It's the third game on Centre Court. Remember, all these matches are on Centre Court. Only one court of action. Uh, big crowds involved, and uh, they're all four of them 
back to back. The final match in the evening session, which was 12.30 uh, Eastern time, is number one seed Carlos Akras up against Grigor Dimitrov. And Carlos Akras here is no surprise, a minus 130. Oh, hang on, this is that's wrong. It's a minus three dollar favorite. Uh, I, think, I, I, I put the wrong thing on the graphic, we'll change the graphic. It's a minus three dollar favorite up against Grigor Dimitrov at plus 225. Uh, the two have met twice before. Alcaraz has won them both. Uh, and he hasn't dropped the set, but one of them was on clay in Madrid. The other one's in the Paris Masters indoors, and he won very easy 6-1, 6-3, and matched it myself and you were at Shaw, I believe. I think you I think you you had a bad back in the hotel, and I went out and watched that match. I did have Alcaraz. A bad back. We, yeah, I went and watched the Alcaraz Dimitrov game. Uh, very convincing on that occasion, but on grass, Dimitrov's a proven winner here, former winner, playing very, very well, come through qualifying by his own mistake. Well, hasn't dropped a set in four matches. This is a lot closer than minus three dollars, surely. I think the surface is a leveler, yeah. Um, Dimitrov certainly had more than enough time to get acclimatized because he forgot to sign into the main draw, didn't he? he had to go through qualies. He's played four matches here this week already. Um, so he should be in a good position. It, I haven't had too much time to look at this one because this is a, a very sort of new one, isn't it? Dimitrov only won about half an hour or so ago, so um. Not a chance to look at the matchup in in full statistics or anything like that, but you would certainly suggest that, given Dimitrov's um, performances on grass over the years and the fact that Alcaraz is still a little bit new to, it, I would certainly give Dimitrov a chance. Yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't bet it because it would be good. It would be good for us, wouldn't it, as outright backers of Corder if if Dimitrov did win? Because uh, I think Dimitrov's got the beating of Corder. You know, Alcaraz might you know might could be a you know a different kettle of fish, but. Yeah, I think Dimitrov's got every chance here without having looked at it fully. Yeah, uh, minus $3 is definitely a price that I want to oppose on Carlos Alcaraz. Maybe look at the handicap, but the lines will be coming up on the Bet Rivers website as we go on through the evening. So if, uh, this is early evening in the UK, afternoon uh, across and the stateside. But as the day goes on, you will get more of uh, the markets coming on the Bet Rivers website. And remember, if you're watching the match or you place a bet on the match, you can watch it live, stream the games. Uh, from the comfort of your own home or your tablet. Uh, moving across now, across the North Sea, up to Germany, there's three matches. It's quarterfinal day there. As we're, we're still waiting for one match. I know that Sean's got a bet on the Talon Grigsport to beat Herbert Herkash as well, and he's probably watching that at the same he's time. Just, he's just wasted three match points. I'm just about to tell you, he's wasted three match points. He's now 7-7 in the final set tiebreak, because I can say I, I, it's... Uh, that's uh, We're watching that in the background, but we got we know three quarterfinals uh, for tomorrow. The first quarterfinal is Alexander Bublik up against Yannick Sinner. Uh, Yannick Sinner here is a heavy favourite, minus 225. Bublik, the, uh, whichever Bublik's going to turn up, he's plus 150 here. Uh, if you look at the head-to-head between the two of them, uh, what does the record tell you? It tells you that uh, Bublik and Sinner have met three times before, and the number four seed Yannick Sinner has won every single occasion. And they played last week, actually, in Herzogenbosch, where Sinner won 6-4, 6-2. Um, do you see a similar kind of performance or do you think Bublik has something uh, up his sleeve where he can challenge against Sinner who come through today, well, he's come through two of his matches today uh, against Sonego and Gasquet this week. Uh, not in, not that impressively. No. Um, this We we bet this one last week, didn't we? We had Bublik to win the first set against mm-hmm. Sinner in in, uh, in Rosmar and he didn't he didn't do it, which, which almost certainly means he'll do it this time instead. Yeah. Because that's, that's how it goes, isn't it? Um, I, I've said about Bublik, haven't I? I said I said I quite liked him to beat Coric in the first round, <clears throat> and on the video this uh, this morning, I said he had a reasonable chance of beating um, uh, Struff as well. 
It's difficult with 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 Halligan. We should just point out the conditions have have changed a bit there, haven't they? It's it started raining um, quite heavily, like thunderstorms and stuff. So some of the matches today were played under the closed roof, um, which would have a slight effect on on proceedings. Um, I haven't again. I haven't had much time to look at this one, but it depends whether you trust Bublik. It, it looks at the minute, from what I've seen, that Bublik is on is on one hundred percent of his best behaviour and is kind of you know really trying. Um, but that can change at any time, can't it? If he has a, I don't know, a bad neck call that goes against him or something like that, he can down at all and it's 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 all over. Um, but not, you know, Sin has not been impressive though, has he? He's still, again, he's still a work in progress on grass as well. He hasn't played that many matches. I still don't think he's really got the movement and, and the, the other things that are required for this surface. And I think on a good day, I think Bublik's got a chance. If I was betting this match, if someone said to me, you, you, you've you got to have a bet on this match, I would probably take Bublik. Or take him to win the first set, which which is the bet out in Rosmarlin. Um, but you are taking a chance on which which public decides to show up. Good news, Talent Greeks will just won. Sure. Oh yeah. That's so there handy. you go. Nice I was fearing the worst there when he was six three up and he lost what next four odd points in a row, whatever it was. Because he, he actually choked against him at the French Open. Uh the French Open, didn't he, Greeks boy? He had a similar situation, ended up losing. But um yeah, happy that he's got the win today, yeah. And Talon Griegsville goes through to the quarterfinals uh, in Halle. We haven't got his match yet. Who does he meet in the quarterfinals? I think he's got Rublev, hasn't he? Yeah, that's it, Rublev. So that that price, those odds on the Rublev uh, Griegsville match will be on the Bet Rivers website overnight. But at the moment, we're just concentrating on two other matches which we know about. So congratulations on that pick there, Sean. And uh, moving on to the next match, Alexander Zverev up against Nicholas Jarry. Uh, Zverev is minus uh, 278, another heavy favourite. Nicholas Jarry plus 220 after his win against uh, Sitsipas. We mentioned last week or the last show we had that we, you know, I, I sort of sort of told you about Sitsipas' Instagram exploits and his his new adventure of Paolo Badosa. Like you're form, right, doesn't His it? form's terrible, absolutely terrible. He's, he's not breaking, he's not holding serve, he's breaking serve. He has no interest in tennis whatsoever, but he's gone. So don't worry about him. It's about oh, Alexander Zverev and Nicholas Jarry. Can Jarry? Continue that against uh, a determined and a focused and an informed Alexander's rare after number nine seed. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> well, heads this... two two. They've never met on I grass. They're is... all on clay. I think this is a tough one. I mean, Jerry did surprise me a bit by beating six pass. You know, in straight sets on grass. Um, but as you say, uh, you, you know a bit more about his personal life than I do, and it, it certainly seems to be the case that he's not. It's not happening for him at the minute. I know he's not keen on grass anyway, so he's not. Maybe he has just decided to just to take his eye off the ball at the minute. Um, these two have got a very close head-to-head, actually. Um, Jerry beat us very recently at altitude in Geneva on clay, but it's it, you know it's quick there, but it's much higher bouncing. It's obviously clay. Low bouncing grass, I don't think is ideal for either of these guys. Very, very tall guys. The low bounce has never really suited Zverev on the grass. Jerry, I think his movement is questionable on this surface. Um, the overall head-to-head, the, the, all the matches they've played have been on clay, but it's a, it's only a slight edge to Zverev, 101 to 99, which is very, very close indeed in terms of the third points one, return points one. They've played tie breaks in pretty much every match they've played, even on clay. Um, on the grass, It's on the grass stats where Zverev has the advantage. His career service points one and return points one total is 104. Uh, Jerry down at 98. Um, looking at this tournament specifically, uh, Zverev's on 104 there as well. So decent total on grass, decent total in Halle. Uh, Jerry's only played two matches here. Um, it could be the case that Jerry's just starting to get the grass a bit more now. You know, with with that serve of his, he is always dangerous on serve. But 
I just think once the rally develops, I would give advantage to Zverev. I'm not, I'm not convinced that Jerry's going to win this match. Tie breaks look likely, but look at the totals line over mm. 24 and a half. Mm. It was 20, and break. Was it 25 and a half, wasn't it? Against Sitsabas, was it 25 and a half? Or 20, because we mentioned it. I think it was 25 it was and a half. High. It was yeah, high. Jarry, I think the market has really gotten into Jerry now, thinking he's a, he's an over automatic overplay like Hercas on the on the grass. Well, Tiebreak um, here is minus two thirty eight. Tiebreak oh. played is minus two thirty eight, and you can get plus money at Massetti and Rune playing a tiebreak. But these two, one point four two in English, uh, in uh, yeah, in in decimal and minus two thirty eight is, yeah, I, I imagine it's very probably when it's somewhere like seven six six three or something like that. It's it's has that sort of feel to it. Uh, the spread is two and a half. Zverev giving up two and a half minus one seventeen. Jari receiving two and a half minus one and nine. The total twenty four and a half. Very very high overs minus twenty one. The heavy favourite with that total at twenty four and a half. The last match on court eight uh, forty a.m. Well, it might be the fourth game on court because Greeks or Rublev will probably go on after it. But it's a match that uh, is of interest to us because our fifty to one tournament pick Roberto Batista Agut is up against Daniel Medvedev. Um, Daniel Medvedev is the top seed and he's minus three thirty five to win here to win this match. Batista Agut is plus two fifty five. The spread is three and a half. Batista Agut plus three and a half at minus one hundred five. The totals, if you think twenty four and a half, Zverev Jari twenty two and a half this game. I think that. Looks quite low, but every match they've played has been pretty one sided. Totals are coming in unders in regularity. They met three times last year, uh, 2 1 to Medvedev, but the only time that won a win apiece on the grass uh, in Mallorca, uh, Batista were good, one six three six two, probably a tournament you were at and you watched. And in yeah, Hala, uh, Medvedev won six two six four. So they played in this tournament last year, and Medvedev won at the same stage at the quarterfinal stage. Uh, four two the head to head two Bautista are good, but what I've seen from Medvedev this week, I am not impressed at all. I mean to lose two one to Jerry to lose against Manorino in the, the in the, in the opening round for him in Herzogenbosch, uh, mm. he, he's again a fade for me at the odds. I think this is all wrong. I think this these prices it's it's all wrong for me this this match. I'm going in again here. It's good. not good. It's not something that I normally do. It's more like something you would normally do, but I'd be a moron. Put more think, on. Come on. I think, I think it's just the price. I just think it's wrong. Medvedev, uh, you know, he struggled on grass. He, and what he said after that Jerry match, I think it was quite telling. He said, and I quote, grass is so tough for me. It's tricky to beat anyone on this surface. So I'm happy to win. He said about Jerry match and talking about his return position where he still stands very, very deep. He says, I can't stand close to return serve on grass. I tried it in practice, but every bounce is different. I'll try, but I don't know how others do it. Other players have better hand-eye coordination and can react, can react better than me, so that's why I stand back. So we know he doesn't like the variable bounce. We know he doesn't like clay because of the, the variable bounce and, and other issues. So basically, he just likes hard courts, and that's it. I've said several times on this show that I'm not impressed with Medvedev's grass stats, and now we can... Well, he's, he's basically admitted it himself. He doesn't like playing on it because of the variable bounce. Last year, when he played... Bautista got in Mallorca. He got a, a warning from the umpire because he, he slammed a ball into his chair because he was getting annoyed because of the the fact that he can't get what he he can't he can't get what he wants, which is a true bounce, which he isn't getting on the grass. We we know it can be low, you know, it can skid through. It's it, it can be difficult. He gets frustrated. Um, statistically, there's there's nothing much to suggest that Medvedev should win. If you look at the last ten matches they've played on grass, um, service points won, return points won tells. Roberto Bautista Agut is on 112. Medvedev is on 102, which is 
very mediocre for a guy who ranked as as highly as he is. The long term stats, there's nothing on it to suggest that Medvedev should be that short either. His career stats on grass, 104. Um, Bautista got 105. So again, the Spaniard is better. The head to head, all time head to head on all services, Bautista Agut is ahead, 102 to 98. So I'm not, I'm not seeing anything that suggests that Medvedev should be this price. I'm not seeing anything in his form. I'm not seeing anything in the stats. Yes, he beat Bautista got here last year. He played very well that day. Bautista didn't. But then Bautista revenged that defeat a very, you know, seven days later in um, in Mallorca. So, and he's been impressive. I, I watched, I was sitting in the stands at Queen's Club actually watching the the, the video of, of Bautista Regal. I was multitasking. And I thought he was great against against um, but both uh, Vavasori and um, Nakashima. Hitting really, really um, penetratively, very deep. Um, if he's willing to come to the net, which he was in Mallorca against against Medvedev last time. I think he's got an excellent chance here. I think he comes in here in much better form. I think he's hitting better than Medvedev. Um, he's got a good record at this tournament as well. I just think this is a, a very poor price on Medvedev. It looks to me like the layers of just going, oh, well, he's, he's Medvedev and he's Bautista. Are good. Obviously, Medvedev's going to win. I don't think that's the case. He may well win this match, Medvedev, but I, I don't think he will. And I, I think this price is is awful. This so I've is in what again. I like to hear. Fighting Plus talk. Go in again. Come on. This is it. We got the. I don't, I don't often do it because it's not. It's not always as clear cut as this. But for me, this price is just. I think. Just the, I think. I think of the seven matches we've spoken about today. I think there's seven vulnerable favourites there. I think if you bet the underdog in every single match, you make profit. I think you only need two of them or three of them. To two of them, you you get your money back. Three of them, you cash. I think all them favourites are vulnerable tomorrow. Um, Alcaraz, Dimitrov. Rune, Nori, Sinner, Zverev, Medvedev. Don't be a moron. Get moron. Fighting talk. Let's have it. Today, That's tomorrow's the official the play. Those are the official plays. What, are, what are the official plays? What are the official plays? Well, we've only got 50 seconds left. So plus, Don't worry, I'll wrap it up. Plus, plus 255, um, Bautista got and uh, plus 102 tie-breaking match in Rune Massetti. There you have it. There's some ways to follow us. Download the podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Because We Win and also our Instagram account, Because We Win. And also give us a follow on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Bet Rivers Network. We're having it large tomorrow. We're going in again. We're pressing. We're going to make the money. Corda, Batista are good. Let's have it. See you tomorrow. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 